Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. <laughs> Hi everyone. Hi everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're identical, identical twins. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're back on Him Talk, Twin, twin Talk, talk. <laughs> where we talk about hymns and twins. <laughs> right. Today, it's going to be all about being a twin. <laughs> yes. Forget the hymns today. Right. We do get asked a lot of twin questions, don't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. People, when we're... Especially when we're together. Right. When we're together, even strangers come up to us right. and just ask, are you twins? And I mean, there's just some natural curiosity about yeah. it because, yeah. you know, it's different for them. Especially and, identical, too. And I especially like our age. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Us like, old people. <laughs> it's like people are used to seeing us. Like grown-ups that look exactly alike. Right. Yeah, and, so they usually ask, like, do you like being a twin? Right, which is... Kind yeah. of a hard question to answer. Right. I like, mean, do you like not being a twin? I mean, how do you feel about your sibling arrangement? <laughs> <laughs> so we, of course, always say that we love, love being twins. <laughs> you know, I say to anyone who wants to know, I feel like I was given this gift from God, this like best friend from birth. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go through elementary school trying to find a best friend. Right. I didn't, you know. Some I people go through their whole life without finding one. Oh, that's so sad. I know. And then the person starts crying. <laughs> we they they end up you know tearing up. No, we have each other and we don't take it for granted. Right. I mean, we I I feel really blessed. Right. And then when they talk to us and they hear, you know, we both have three kids. We both are music teachers. Right. We both work at a church. Yeah. We both work at a school. I mean, it is kind of uncanny. Right. right. It's a little creepy. It's. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little creepy. If you've ever looked at us or another set of identical twins and thought. Oh, that's weird. Uh, you're not alone. You're well, not alone. I'll tell you. We so this is like what in the 70s and 80s, yeah. right? We had this big, bushy hair, curly big, hair, fuzz, frizzy hair, and we were dressed exactly alike. And I mean, we looked a little like aliens. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the 80s. I think people look at us and it's still a little jarring. <laughs> like you two look a lot alike. So this podcast is going to be about a hymn. <laughs> Are you done with the twin talk, everyone? <laughs> hymn talk, twin talk, but mostly hymns. Mostly hymns. We are so excited about this hymn, you guys, because mm -hmm. it came as a request from a listener, mm -hmm. from a very loyal a listener. A loyal man who loves hymns. His name is Tom B. Tom B., we hear your request. Tom, Tom B. also happens to be our dad. <laughs> he's our dad, and he is a big fan of Him Talk, Twin Talk. Mm -hmm. He's been listening right from the beginning. And he's wanted this from the beginning. Yes. And we said to him, we can't just do your hymn just because you're our dad. You have to wait. Yeah, so finally we're getting to it. And Here we're we so are. excited. It is a huge favorite of a lot of people. Okay. I read some statistic that it is like the most popular hymn. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know where the data is, right. but that's what it says on many websites. So, Carrie, would you consider it like one of your favorites? 
actually know. I know, me neither. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it, and I love that when we sing it as a congregation, which, oh, I can't wait for that to happen again, um, people sing with such confidence. Yeah. I mean, people know this song. Right. It's really fun right. to hear as right. a congregation. All right, are you ready to announce it? Yes, let's tell them. The, this week's hymn is The, the Old Rugged, Rugged Cross. Yeah, that Yay. should make everybody clap. I hope so. I I bet you a lot of people are happy now. All right, let's sing a little for them. Okay. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a were singing along. I hope they were too. It's a great song. I love that last line, like, I will cling mm. to the old rugged cross. Like, I wouldn't want to rush that. I know. And can you, that word cling. Yeah. I mean, when you're clinging to something, it's... Just imagine it. Picture it. It's, like clinging. It's passionate. Yeah. It's not just hold on or grab. Right. It's cling. Yeah. So like clinging to the truth of the cross of who Jesus is and what he did for us. I mean, we should be clinging That's to that That's what truth. we all should be doing. Yeah. There's no doubt people love this hymn. Mm -hmm. We want to know all about the right. guy who who wrote it. Right. His name? George, George Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> now, George Bernard traveled to a lot of different places. His family moved around a lot when he was little. Right. I mean, he's kind of a big deal. And yes. all these places are just so proud that he was there. Absolutely. George Bernard lived here. George Bernard slept here. George Bernard worked here. George Bernard got married here. George Bernard was born here. <laughs> George Bernard retired here. <laughs> okay. Are we going to stop now? <laughs> I mean, we could keep going. We could keep going. He lived in a ton of places. Yes. Yeah, so and we're going to talk yeah, about it. Let's do this little tour of, yes. what, middle America? Sure. <laughs> This is part of our new segment because we would want to go on a road trip and visit these places. <laughs> yep, so where's so our captain? <laughs> traveling twins. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> so George Bernard was born in Youngstown, Ohio. Right. And in Youngstown, we have a memorial to him. <laughs> That's just great. So he wasn't there for very long. It was his childhood home. Um, but a memorial has been created at Lake Park Cemetery mm -hmm. for him. For him. Now, after they left Youngstown, they went to Iowa. This is a mining town. And they went to Albia. 
And he was a small child. There's a big sign at the <laughs> south entrance of Albia that makes a big, big deal out of the fact that George Bernard once lived there. Right. He wasn't born there. He didn't die there. He nope. just, like, lived there. Yeah, and not for very long because they ended up moving to another mining town called Lucas mm-hmm. and another Scottish mining town called Dunfermline. Or Dunfermline. <laughs> Pick it, pick it. But really, he's traveling a lot. His family, his is, family is traveling. Is he's just to, a child. He's just a child. But they're trying to make a home for yeah. themselves. The father ends up dying in a fire, right? When they were living in Lucas, and even though at that time, even he was so young, he said he wanted to be a preacher. He did. But really, he had to just go into the mines and help yeah. support his family. Yeah, he was 16 years old, and he went yeah. and worked in the mines. Right. Yeah. So by now, they're in Dunfermline. In Illinois. Right. And you know, honestly, when I was like in grade school <laughs> and like learning geography, yeah. I always mixed up these states. Well, they... I mean, Iowa, Ohio, Illinois. Right. They start with vowels. They end with a vowel sound. I Yeah, I think it's yeah. a little confusing. And so he's traveling all through them. He's traveling all over. Yeah. Um, and then he ends up retiring in Reed City, Michigan. So Reed City, Michigan is this great place. And talk about a deep dive. I <laughs> did a deep dive in Reed City. It has a population of 2,500. This little city is on the rise. Over the last three years, there's been 12 new businesses. They're mm. on the crossroads of two major highways and two former railroads. So there's a lot going on here. Wow. It's about an hour away from Grand Rapids. Now, you've been to Grand Rapids. Right. I mean, we were saying we've never been to any of these places. No. I've never been to Ohio. No. Or Iowa. Nope. Or Illinois. I know. If you're from those states. Um, I know. Send us invite us. Send us an invite. <laughs> yeah. So, but I I have traveled to Grand Rapids. Yeah. And I thought Grand Rapids was an awesome city. Really? I went to a worship symposium at Calvin College. Oh, okay. Um, I loved being at this worship symposium. I went to workshops. I mean, I was there with, you know, hundreds of people. Right. This is a huge thing that Calvin College offers really? each year. It's probably not happening this year. But, Kelly, if you ever go back. I would want to go back. I would go you back. could drive the hour. Yeah. Out to Reed City. To see the place where George Bernard retired. Right. And his wife. His wife was there, too. But what... The- the but what's really thing, cool, the I know. The big thing, this is a fun fact. I mean, are you ready for this, listeners? Because it's huge. In Reed City, we have the Old Rugged Cross Historical Society Museum. Yep. <laughs> I want to go to the I want to go, too. So I loved learning about this museum. So the museum um, was is small, and in August of 2020... They thought that it was going to close. They weren't able to pay their um, expenditures. It really wasn't looking good for this museum. They approached the city council. The board approached the city council and said, we can't afford to pay the rent because the city owned the building. So they wanted, you know, sort of to reduce the rent or subsidize the rent so that they could remain open. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the members of city council Um, he decided to help. He volunteered and stepped in to help the museum. Instead of reducing expenditures, let's increase your revenue. Mm. I mean, don't we all want that? Right. And the thing is, is that the museum is a nonprofit. Right. It's free admission. And they're hardly ever open. And they're hardly ever open. They're open open like three days a week for three hours. Right. I mean, but they're open by appointment only. So if you were traveling through, that you could easily get there. Get them to open. Yeah. But so this man, I called him. This... He's right. He's 
now the city councilman named Nate. He's now the president of the board. Hi, Nate. I hope he's listening. <laughs> he is very passionate about this museum. Yeah. He wants to see it thrive. So this was all happening in August. Do you know that in December of 2020... Um, Just a couple months ago. Uh, there there had been a death in the town, and this building, it was a funeral parlor, was donated to the museum. Mm. So now the museum can reside in this building, and they don't have to pay rent. Wow. So they're going to move everything from the museum into this new building. Yeah, and they're downsizing. They're really mm-hmm. going to go through their artifacts and see what they need to keep. And they're going to do some renovations, yep. so that's going to be an expense right yep. there. Now, this is kind of a fun fact. You might not know this, but both Carrie and I really love museums. Yeah. And we both have worked in historical places as sort of tour guides. Right. You know? I'm wearing period costumes yes. here in Massachusetts. We mm-hmm. have a lot of history here. Yep. And we both have done that. Right. I would love to work in this I museum. know. I mean, this would like ma- match our love of history, love of museums, and our love, love of, of hymns. hymns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So the museum. Yeah. It has three rooms. There's one room that depicts the life in the Reed City area before 1900. So it's just like a replica of a house. There's a dining room, a kitchen, parlor, bedroom, office. The second room has displays of early farming equipment, artifacts that they had dug up from early settlers, to equipment from the Reed City factory where they made cottage cheese in Michigan. Wow. Yeah, cottage cheese. It's a big thing. Nate said that it's very interactive and Mm. and friendly for for families to visit. You can sit on the couch. You can touch the farm equipment. That's so neat. You can climb aboard the 1930 fire truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the final room in the house is dedicated to George Bernard and the old rugged cross. So it has some of his possessions, his couch, his typewriter. There's his music. Um, And I think what is so cool, Carrie, is that they have a recording of George Bernard himself singing the old rugged cross and his wife playing the piano. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, he died in 1958, so there were certainly recording technologies available. I'm so glad they have that. So before they had the museum, in 1954, they erected a 12-foot cross. I mean, I just want to go see the I cross. Mean, I would see the cross. Where's the captain? Where's the captain? <laughs> this is your captain speaking. I would see the cross. That would be enough to see. I know. And I guess it's just a short walk away yeah. from the museum. So yeah. when you go to the museum, you can go see the cross. So it's really exciting for this museum. They are kind of doing like a rebranding, reopening, new building. Um, they're actually getting a bunch of new artifacts because Nate was telling me he got a call from this law enforcement agency in California. They recovered all of these stolen artifacts that they can now return to Reed City. Wow. So they're not even 100% sure what they're getting, but they're going to have to go through all this stuff. And like those artifacts, what a story they have to tell. I know. They have more. They have more. Right. So Nate was awesome to talk to. Uh, yeah. He wants to see this museum succeed. Yeah. We want to go visit it totally. someday. So um, his mother is the treasurer of the board. I mean, this is a real passion project for these for the, people for their in family. Reed City. Now, and if you live in Reed City, they're looking for volunteers, right? Absolutely. If you are nearby, um, they need volunteers to help with the move. Right. They are moving to this new location. It's downtown Reed City. It's a much better location than the other one. And um, yeah, they're looking, they're accepting donations. So if you want to find the Old Rugged Cross Historical Society Museum, and actually we'll have information on our social media. Yeah, we'll share it. But 
you know, they're accepting donations, but they're also looking for volunteers for the move. I'm sure they just need some manpower, some help, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then once the museum opens, they'll be looking for volunteer docents. Right. Oh, I want that job. It's like a perfect job for us. (laughs) All right. So let's learn about this George Bernard. I mean, if you can't get to Reed City and go to the museum, you can learn about him with us on Him Talk to It Talk. (laughs) George Bernard was born on February 4th, 1873. He just had a birthday. He just celebrated a birthday in Youngstown, Ohio, which we talked about all the different places that he lived. He ended up working with the Salvation Army. Right. We know that he wanted to be a Christian evangelist from a very young age. And after he met his wife in Canton, Illinois, and got married, he became ordained uh, in the Methodist Episcopal Church. And I, we read that in 1910, he stepped out on faith. He began his own itinerant ministry, and he just traveled throughout the whole Midwest, mostly in Michigan, Wisconsin area. Mm-hmm. There's a quote, I'm sure Nate in the museum has heard this quote yeah. of him. But when when he, he when they asked him about the old rugged cross, he said, I really didn't write it. I was merely the instrument God used. Aww. I know, I love that. And he wrote 350 hymns. So it's not like he only wrote one or two. Right. He wrote 350, but this is the one that has stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. It really has. It has spoken to people for, for generations. Right. People right. love it. Generations, it's true. I mean, he has two other kind of popular hymns oh, okay. called Speak My Lord right. and Have Thy Way, Lord. And and I looked up both of them, and, and neither of them were familiar to me. Hmm. You, nothing that yeah. I had heard of. Well, when I looked at his list of hymns, because it is a lengthy right. list, they're not published in many hymnals. Right. I mean, usually we see hymns that are in... 300, 400, right. 600 hymnals. And this his hymns were in like two. Right. So he said that he was the instrument and God mm. really wrote this. I right. mean, what inspired him to write it? Let's talk about this. So there is a story, and Nate told me too, mm. that he was going he was preaching, he was doing his evangelizing, and there had been some ridicule. Yeah. He said that. He had been ridiculed and wrote this as a result of that. Right. And I read in other places that he was in a dark place. Mm. He was feeling down. I read that it was a deeply trying experience. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, here, you just think of this man. He's leading these revival meetings. He has hundreds of people attending. Like, what happened Mm. that put him in such a dark place? I wonder if he was having this sort of personal Mm. trouble, this this conflict of faith and and he maybe he was even questioning and doubting himself and then he had to remember what do I what am I supposed to cling to when Mm. I'm having trouble what am I supposed to cling to when I have doubts and it's the truth of the cross the truth of who Jesus is Mm. and so you know it all came out of this trouble but then reminding himself who do I turn to what is important Mm. I mean, I read that in the beginning of the 20th century, liberalism was taking over. It was in its heyday. Mm. And the Methodists were really struggling. Well, I mean, what you're saying sounds like you could be talking about 2020, Mm -hmm. 2021. Mm -hmm. So it says, at the foot of the cross, this Methodist minister took his stand for the faith once delivered to the saints. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he. we know that he was being ridiculed. We know that he was having questions. We know that it was a deeply trying time right. for him. And so I read that it caused him to reflect 
on the significance of the cross of Christ. And he specifically was talking about Paul's writing about entering into the suffering of Christ. What does the Bible say? I see in Colossians chapter 1 that Paul wrote, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church. Maybe he was struggling to rejoice in suffering. That was probably not easy for George. And then there's other writings from Galatians Mm -hmm. chapter 6. But may it never be that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. I mean, for Paul, the true glory could only come from the atoning sacrifice of Christ's crucifixion. Right. So they weren't getting glory from things like power and fame and money. Mm-hmm. It was about Christ. And that's what we cling to. We cling to the truth of the crucifixion mm-hmm. and the resurrection. That right there is why we're Christians. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and the writing of this hymn, like, just didn't happen overnight, which no. I think is so interesting. Right. He really, this was on his heart, mm-hmm. too. And he worked on it and edited it and tweaked it for a few years. He said he wrote the melody first. Okay. I you didn't know? know that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do-do-do. You know? Yeah. Um, he wrote the melody first, and he always thought the words like w- just weren't right. Okay. You know, they just weren't right. Well, let's hear the words. Okay. Can we hear them? Yeah. So I'll These play. are his finished. This yeah, is his finished, finished product. Yeah. Um, you read the words, and I'll play okay. the piano. All right. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown. Oh, that old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. In the old rugged cross, stained with blood so divine, such a wonderful beauty I see. For twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. To the old rugged cross, I will ever be true. Its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. Amazing. Mm. All right, so let's talk about that first night when Old Rugged Cross was heard. Mm. For the first time, I have to say that there's some uncertainty so um, the Reverend Boswick had invited Reverend Bernard to help with a two-week revival at the First Methodist Episcopal Church um, in 1913. Mm-hmm. And this is in Pocagon, Michigan. So at this um, revival at the First Methodist Episcopal Church of Pocagon, Pocagon? Pocagon sounds okay. right. Okay. 
He sang it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he extended an invitation to the church choir to sing it. Nice. And he handed them like penciled in notes. Nice. I, I know. I hope he had nice writing. I mean, could you picture doing that with our no. choir? Here, sing this. <laughs> so th the story is that the reverend's wife, Mrs. Bostwick, Aww. loved it. And she actually paid for the plates to have the hymn printed. Wow. So that's my story of the Pokagon Church. Okay, well, this just might be a little drama in the hymn world. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, scandal. <laughs> so there's another church that boldly claims that they were the first ones to hear it and to have it sung at their church meeting. So this is... The Friends Community Church in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. Now, Reverend George Bernard was there with his song leader, Reverend Edward Miris, on December 29th, 1912. Oh, so and this is before. Yes. They began a series of evangelistic meetings in the church. They had soul-stirring meetings that continued until January 12th, 1913. It was on this last night that the hymn, The Old Rugged Cross, was first sung in public. At this meeting, they continued until the midnight hour. <laughs> and it ended in a blaze of glory with over 140 turned to the Lord Aww. and many others were helped and established the faith. The Old Rugged Cross was sung. Reverend Bernard had just finished the three stanzas. Reverend Maris, the song leader, had heard it, and um, he actually heard it, like, on the train ride. I, I don't know. I imagine, like, Reverend Bernard is, like, humming it or something. Right, and he's right. like, I like that. I like yeah. that, you know. Um, they stayed at a person's house. They had dinner. There were several people who heard the hymn, who saw him working on it, who saw him writing it. The original parties who took part in this series of meetings and meeting Bernard actually submitted notarized statements and testimonies oh, wow. as to the details of that, uh, that event. These statements and others give full authentic proof of the story <laughs> of the old rugged cross at Sturgeon wow. Bay. And there's a book. There's a book. Oh. It's called The Story of the Old Rugged Cross at Sturgeon Bay. <laughs> and it was composed by Reverend John Baxter. Wow. So, the, I mean, they believe that this made its debut on January 12th, 1913. I mean, a little drama here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Everyone wants a piece of the Old Rugged Cross. So in Sturgeon Bay, a marker was erected and dedicated on August 10th, 1947 mm -hmm. in honor of the hymn and the author. So I just looked it up. I mean, Pokagon and Sturgeon Bay are like 350 miles apart from each other. Wow. So, so it's not even like they did it like the next week. I mean, or, well, oh, I was just thinking they were all at the same meeting, but no. they just had no. different accounts. No. Wow. So maybe Nate can help us with the truth of that one. Do you think he <laughs> could? I, I mean, out of all the hymns that we've covered, Kelly, have you ever seen that there's like these written statements, right. notarized. I mean, people want to claim it. To me, that is a little bit of a scandal, but also kind of a fun fact. And very unique. I mean, yeah. that we're not hearing this a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, there, ha there has to be another reason why people love this song. I mean, it's stood the test of time. Yeah. And it's so many people's favorites. Right. I mean, for a believer, for a Christian, it is the truth of what right. Jesus has done for us. And it's like the center of our faith. Right. Like our Lord and Savior died on the cross and rose again 
for us. Right. Well, that's a historical fact that most people know happened. Right. I mean, Jesus was a man on earth and he was crucified. Right. Yeah. So why don't we just go to Luke? Let's open Luke and let's read the crucifixion. Okay. All right. So this is Luke 23, starting with verse 26. Mm -hmm. It's we're really kind of focusing on the cross part of the story. Right. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion Seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him in from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. So that's the story. Yeah. I mean, we know how much Jesus suffered before he was on the cross. He was beaten. I know. Yeah. Right. It didn't start on the cross. Yeah. yeah. And it was something that George wanted to write about. Right. You know, he really did want to write about it. And this song brings comfort to so many people. Yes. People love it. Um, and they need it. They call for it in times of trouble, in times of sadness. This song brings joy. But... Not everybody feels that way. I mean, we know this song is much loved. There's a, right. a, a museum and historical markers and monuments. 
But there is a little bit of controversy. Mm -hmm. So some people have a real problem with it. So what's the issue, Cal? So... You know, people have criticized it for years. They really have. Mm-hmm. Some contemporary Christians think it's, like, not irrelevant. Not relevant. You know, it's culturally irrelevant. Okay. Um, but I think the biggest complaint and criticism that I've heard about it mm-hmm. is that it has too much of an emphasis on the cross. Okay. Too much of the cross and right. not enough Christ. Not enough Christ. We're not clinging, per se, to the cross. Right. But we're clinging to what the cross represents. The cross is a symbol. Right. So Nate actually at the museum mentioned this. Really? And he said he's heard of the criticism. He's heard that people say that. And his argument would be when you pledge allegiance to the flag, you are not pledging allegiance to the flag. You're pledging allegiance to the country. Right. The flag is a symbol of the country just as the cross is a symbol of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So to him – it totally works, and the criticism really is not valid. Yeah, and if we look deeply into the hymn, I mean, it's very clear which cross it is. It's not just any old cross. Right. It's um, it's the, not that twelve foot cross. No, at it's the, at stained. The it's stained with divine blood. Mm-hmm. The dear Lamb of God left His glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. I mean, it's yeah. clear that this was God. But, you know, in 1938, another hymn was written okay. by a Frank Huston. And so maybe someday we'll do him. On, oh, I'm sure on, we will. We'll put him on Him Talk Twin Talk. And he wrote a hymn called The Christ of the Cross. And they say his third verse is like a real critique of the old rugged cross. Is it like a response to it? So it says, let others who will praise the cross of the Christ... The Christ of the cross is my theme. For though we must cherish the old rugged cross, tis only the Christ can redeem. Wow. I know. I mean, I don't think Reverend Bernard was trying to say that we had salvation in the cross. Well, Frank Huston did not like it. And what year was that? 1938. Yeah, but George Bernard died in 1958, so he was alive. Oh, he he heard this. He heard it. Yeah. He heard it. And, I mean— Which hymn has lasted the test of time? (laughs) I mean, I don't know the other one. (laughs) I don't know the other one either. We should find it. Yeah. So, but it's really, it's it's really, I think, critiquing the old rugged cross. I mean, it mentions it. For though we must cherish the old rugged cross, tis only the Christ can redeem. Which is true. Totally true. Totally true. But that doesn't mean what George Bernard's saying (laughs) is said. You know, isn't true. Right. Yeah. Right. So I did look up crosses. I just found a website completely devoted to crosses. Okay. I didn't know that there were so many different kind of crosses. Okay. So what did you find out? So there is a website with a pic- with pictures and descriptions of hundreds of crosses. <laughs> hundreds of crosses. And the rugged cross is there. What do you mean? The rugged cross is there. I will share a link on our webpage for this um, because it's it's kind of amazing to me that someone you know really did all like of this work. Categorized is it is it type of wood or type of stain? I mean, what it's is the it? design more than anything? Oh, okay. So they list an old rugged cross in in their list of crosses, okay. and it says in churches and elsewhere. Very rarely do we see a cross of roughly hewn timbers, but this is what Jesus was crucified on. Rugged, it says right here, means coarse and tough, roughed up and jagged. 
It was an instrument of torture built to withstand harsh handling. The rugged cross is an attempt to show something more authentic than the unlikely alternatives that we usually see. The pretty the pretty crosses. So there's the old rugged cross. If you click on it, it shows you a picture of it. And I'll we'll show you the link. It could also be named a propitiatory cross. What's wow. that? What's <laughs> a big that? word. You know, a substitution for yes. our sins. Yep. You know, um, an atonement cross, a forgiveness cross. Okay. I mean, it just really reminds you that it's Jesus's cross. It's not right. any of these other crosses. All right. So I have some other crosses to test you on. <laughs> a pop quiz on crosses? Who knew there could be such a thing? All right. So the first cross that I want to see if you know okay. is the cross with Jesus on it. Okay. What's that called? The, the cross with Jesus on it. <laughs> What's that called? The crucifix? Yes. Okay. You got that okay, one right. Okay. So how about a cross, Care, that each edge of the cross is like an arrow. <laughs> so the top is an arrow, the bottom is an arrow, and side to side are both arrows as well. I don't know. It's something on a map, like a compass or something. Oh, like that's a, a good guess. A map line. No. What is it? That's they. That's called the passion cross or the nail cross. Those are to look like nails. So if you're like looking for jewelry and you're trying to find a cross, there's going to be all these different kinds. Okay. Okay. So do you know what kind of cross? You know, both parts of the cross are much thicker. They are both the color red and they're more equal in size. Like a red cross? Yes! <laughs> The Red Cross, an emblem of the world's largest humanitarian organization. Okay. So here's a cross that you might not even think is a cross when you look at it, okay? So the tall line going down has a P at the top. Okay. And then it's kind of an X in the middle of it. Okay. And it's still called a cross because the two lines cross. Okay. Something medical? Like mm-hmm. something for the the Hippocratic Oath or something? That's a good guess. Nope. Sorry. It's a Cairo cross. It's a warrior's cross. And it's also called Constantine's cross. Oh. And it's because it's formed with a P and an X. Okay. All right. Last one. Let's see if you can just guess this one. All right. One more. So it is a cross Mm -hmm. with a red or any colored heart in the middle. I mean, I don't know, like Cupid's cross. <laughs> no, that's a good guess, though. All right. I don't know. A heart on the cross. I Okay, you're going to get that one, Carrie. What? Just heart cross? Yes. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's a heart cross. It's any symbol of a cross that has a heart somewhere okay, near it. So I have one for you. Okay. You have a cross <laughs> with a little picture of a chihuahua on it. <laughs> What's it called? Um... A Chihuahua cross. You got it. Oh my it. gosh. That I mean, so that's good. silly. A yeah. heart cross. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, of course, let's go back to Jesus's cross. <laughs> let's go back to the old rugged cross. This is one of my favorite segments. We are almost done, everybody, but we have to go to the movies. All right. So it's not quite exactly the movies, but I was so excited to find yeah. the old rugged cross in an episode of... Doctor Who. Oh my goodness. Do you do you watch Doctor Who? I mean, Who? I don't, but everyone in my house is a big fan. Okay, so you know who told me about this episode? Was it someone in my house? No, it was Nate from oh, the museum. Nate! This is season three. Like, how long did you two talk? Oh, we talked for quite a while. Um, we So he said this was season three, episode three. But which Doctor Who? There's so it's, many. It's um David Tennant. Okay. 
And so that's not even the most like current one. No, no, yeah. no. But he recalled it just like that. Season he three, did? episode three. Yeah, wow. Old Ragged Cross. So the TARDIS takes the Doctor <laughs> and Martha to New Earth in the year five billion and forty three. Like in the future. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like way, way in, the, in the, future. the future. I mean, we talk about like back to the future. They just go like forward, what was it, 30, 30 years? years. <laughs> no, this is way in the future. Five billion. We're in the thousands. Yeah. It's wow. kind of crazy. Anyway, we think maybe we're in America, but we really don't know where right. we are because right. it's so far in the future. It looks like it could be this underground New York subway system, but really it never says right. where it is. And in the episode, there are terrifying beasts lurking beneath the city of New New York. And the episode is called Gridlock because they're, like, trapped. They're trapped. And in the episode, there's aliens. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that's happening. But (laughs) It is Doctor Who, after all. When it looks like everything is hopeless, it's just the darkest, most horrible earth you could imagine Mm. as a future home. Um, The girl Martha's been kidnapped, but they start singing the old rugged cross. Who's they? Every character, every person in in this underground, they can hear each other and the singing just travels and everybody starts to sing. It's actually very moving and very emotional that in this time of fear and darkness that they sing. So George Bernard, you know, his song lasted a long time. Five billion. <laughs> and now, of course, it is a very well-known song. And yeah. artists have been recording it for years. There's a very popular um, recording by Elvis Presley. Ugh. Yeah. The king. The king. <laughs> um, Brad Paisley, the country artist, did one. Loretta Lynn, and Murray. Wow. Burl Ives. Pearl Lives. Pearl Lives, which, I mean, I just think of him as like Rudolph and I didn't Frosty. know he did songs other than Rudolph and Frosty. Yeah. And um, Johnny Cash and June Cash did it mm. beautifully. Oh, we're, we're going to share some of these on yeah. our social media Everybody so you hear can them. hear it too. Yeah. All right. So we have a treat in store for you. Oh, this is so exciting. So exciting. This is the a recording of the East Valley Chorale, which is in the Phoenix area of Arizona. Right. And the conductor is Bruce Cochran. They have this choir that's made up of... People from 80 different churches in That's the Phoenix awesome. area. Yeah, That's these, awesome. You know, if you're at a church and they don't have a choir, right. but you still want to sing, right. you join something like this. I would love that. Yeah. And we have been just away from choral singing. I know. Because we're still, you know, yeah. not singing. Well, this recording is from a few years of ago. Of course. But it's yeah. just so nice. It's so nice to hear a lot of people singing at yeah. the same time. Right. So you guys are going to love this. Enjoy. Yeah. It's the old rugged cross.
great hymn. I hope you were singing along. I hope you were singing along all four verses. Thanks to Bruce Cochran and mm-hmm. his choir of talented singers. You yes. can find them on Twitter. Yeah. And um, we'll share it on our social media. Yeah. And you know what? Their mu- their recordings are on Amazon Music, so you yeah. can even listen to them. Yeah. <sighs> That's so great. So one thing we didn't tell you was that when he was in this trouble, when he when George Bernard was struggling, he actually reflected and meditated on John 3.16. Yeah, he said it was his favorite yeah. verse. And he just studied it. And that was really the hymnspiration <laughs> to um, the Old Rugged Cross. So right. let's end our podcast. All right. John 3.16. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. George Bernard found peace and comfort in the Lord during his most trying times. He turned to God. He turned to music. We hope that this podcast can be a blessing and a comfort to you Mm -hmm. if you're going through a trying time. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week on Hymn Talk, Talk, Twin Twin Talk. Talk. Bye.